0: Now, this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up everybody, it's Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. Hey, it's DJ Damus. let's get it started. All right, sending our love out to Melissa Fora, who is returning real soon. We can't wait to get back, Melissa, because we have a lot yes. to talk about. All right, so also make sure you're listening to this show on iHeart, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and watching here on YouTube. You can always share it online. You can always put it in your Instagram bio. You can put it on your Facebook. And I believe that we'll just continue to grow because of you. So thank you for your support. Thank you, everybody. All right. So here we are. I'm still back in my kitchen. We have no headphones on. Uh, Damage looks like he's somewhere in Miss uh, Cleo's basement. I don't know what's happening over there. <laughs> so your background, just so they know, you're still with Black Culture. You're just out of town. Yeah, I'm in Florida, man. Hot
1: ass Hollywood, Florida.
0: Are you out at the beach with all the other people that are passing Rona around? No,
1: not at all. Look, I did go down the... Um, I went down to the beach, though, just to get some hookah. And I see why this place is like the epicenter, or whatever they want to call it, of COVID. People out here acting like it's a regular day. I'm talking about everybody's outside. The beach is full. No social distancing. No mask on. And you know, in LA, everybody got their mask on. But out here, it's like one or two people have their mask on. So it's crazy. And people still treating this like a tourist turn-up.
0: So... It's scary out here in Florida, man. I'm staying my ass right in the house. Listen, I've been in the house for so long that I forgot people recognize me. (laughs) So now that I've been venturing out a little bit, uh, people are like, hey, can I get a picture? And I'm like, no disrespect, but don't even come near me. (laughs) And and stay away because, I mean, I love fan moments or moments of people who recognize me or watch the show. And trust me, if you're watching the show, if you ever meet me when there's a vaccine or a treatment for this shit, I will take every picture that you want. But right now there will be no photos. With or like, first of all, I, the other day I had a mask on. I took the mask off to answer my phone. This girl goes, can I get a photo with you? And I'm like, no, uh, because, <laughs> because if we take the photo, it gotta be with my mask on. So what I did, what she did, which I respect the hustle or the finesse, right? I took my mask off and she took a picture from, Oh, six feet away, but like a selfie kind of like. Hey, see? Innovative. She made it work, so she got her picture, but uh, yeah. No,
1: nah, speaking of that, when I got on a flight on United, somebody noticed me with my mask on. I was like, you on Hollywood a lock with Jason? And I don't have my phone right now. I wanted to shout her out, but everybody, the TSA at United, they show love. They watch our show, so we got y'all. Oh, we to-
0: oh, we're popular among TSA now. Yeah. We ain't waiting in lines like the rest of the peasants. We hey, he up there. We love the tsa because i don't know how but i've finessed and scammed my way past the long lines thanks to this show and thank you to all of you watching and speaking yeah. of, speaking of scammers uh we're in it we're talking to somebody today that i know most people are going to be like you guys don't talk to rappers that aren't you know like drake and j cole and whatever but mm-hmm. I do believe, like in in knowing why we built Hollywood Unlocked, we do want to interview people who are on the rise before they become the Drake and J Cole, because we want them to remember us when they make it. And there's actually a rapper that I connected with recently on the Black Lives Matter stuff, but I've also been watching his Reckless Lives, and he's just he has a reckless ass mouth, but he also believes in being involved with protest, charity, and all those things. His name is Guap Dad Four Thousand. Are you familiar with him? Yep. I'm familiar with him. Um, He was on the
1: Dreamville collaboration album. He does a lot of songs with Buddy and Schmino and a lot of the popular
0: kind of, you would say underground dudes, but he gets a lot of respect. Yeah, no, he's he's talented and I like the music that he's been doing, but more so I like the fact that he's not out promoting, doing a bunch of lean and just the shit that just, I mean, I don't know. I, I like the fact that he's, abnormally normal, and he's reckless, and he's with the times, and he's talented. And he's a former scammer, which is very funny, bro. And he's from Northern California, where I happen to be from. So I gotta show love to the hometown. So he's here, and um, we might as well just talk to him now. Let's get to it. Listen, (laughs) my dad, so look, um, you know, I typically don't call another grown-ass man dad outside the bedroom, so this is (laughs) gonna be different. It's definitely a first. Um guap dead. Now let me tell you, you're from Oakland, right? Hey, yeah. I'm yeah, from West Stockton. I'm from Stockton. I was once a scammer in my life, but I tell people that scamming is a white person's word for black people, it's survival, right? Like I'm surviving. You call it scamming, I call it survival, but you pride yourself on being a scammer. So what's
2: that scammer about?
1: turn rapper? hold on he said scammer turn yeah. rapper.
2: Yeah. No, I'm I mean, but, nigga, I'm a scammer, like, that's what I used to to do, you feel me? But you right, though, for me, it was out of survival, like, both my parents that went to jail, my grandma had cancer, it was like, nigga need to figure something out. And if if I was two generations ahead of me, I probably would have been selling crack. But I don't know anybody that's smoking crack anymore. I do know everybody who applying for debit cards and got social security numbers, though.
0: Wait, hold on. Okay, this is some real shit, right? I haven't been in the hood like I used to be in so long that I know what crack looks like cuz I've seen it. I tried to sell it once, didn't work out. I had asthma being chased. It just didn't work <laughs> out. But I will say I was thinking the other day too like where are the people at this small crack? It was just a random thought I had cuz I I don't see it as much anymore. Damage is I just living they're doing it. pills now. It got easier.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, no, nah, it, it definitely got easier to 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 fuck with opiates. Um, oh, I mean, crack's in the upper though, but like, niggas just ain't smoking crack no more. I, it's just not, it's not what it is. It's, they just moved on to, to to whatever. We passed, my generation wasn't affected by like the new drug wave that was crack when that was introduced to black people. we two generations under that. So we was a lot more digital, a lot. It's all about quick delivery. Yeah. Crack take too long to cook and it stink. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it smells terrible so you know in my generation when we came up we seen the dudes on the corner that's what they were doing how did you get introduced into the scamming world
2: uh people that was uh, around my family that was doing it i had people who i who wasn't really my uncles but that i called uncles that was doing it and i just shadowed them niggas until i figured out really how to work my way into the black market how to buy bitcoin talk to russians talk to the jewish dudes who was selling the shit, patience.
0: so listen you're you're 27 I thought you were a lot younger you do look younger like you look like you just yeah. graduated high school
2: it's always I mean that's why I'm trying to grow the beard out now even though for some reason this nigga just don't want to link with me right here every time we could find some common ground on this side but <laughs> he's just being stubborn I don't know so I've been taking all my pictures like this. I did near there almost an <laughs> interview like this.
0: <laughs> so listen, everybody wondering why he has no shirt on. Um, he's he's uh, dressed as a cowboy right now. I don't know. You're on set. Are you shooting a video?
2: Uh no. Nah, I, we. I wanted to come to Palm Springs to finish this third EP that I'm working on. It's really some left field shit. It's not the. It's not my usual shit. So I wanted to be in an unusual environment. And we pulled up to this fucking Airbnb. It's like 5,000 square feet with three natural hot spring pools in the back. And it's completely Western themed. So some stylists that uh, actually run like the Los Angeles Subie store just happened to be out here too. And they was like, hey, we got hell vintage like cowboy gear. You want to take some photos? And I got my photographer here. So I was like, pull the fuck up. We got some tacos, some tequila. Some other people are on acid. I don't really fuck with none of that. I'm just an alcoholic. So I'm just going to drink alcohol till I pass out in this hot ass leather.
0: Wait. So the other day I went on your live and you, it was late as hell. And I think you had been drinking a bunch of Hennessy and I don't know what the hell you were saying because none of it was really making sense. You did give us a shout out. I appreciate that. But um, <laughs> you were like, you you were going to stay up for a certain amount of time for a certain amount of questions. Then you just logged off. So besides alcohol you're not into lean and all the other shit that some of these people be doing right
2: no i don't fuck with none of that shit i let my bro i had a couple brothers who fucked with it and i seen what he was doing to them also my grandma used to smoke crack so i'm just not into the hard shit mm-hmm. i like liquor because it's fun i like to to drink around me it's like a, a social thing that i could do to be mr bitches and I like to keep it that way. Mr. Bitches. So how many how many
0: women have you slept with at one time? Like what's the most?
2: Five. Five at one time? In one night, I, it was a foursome followed by a, a more wholesome one on one. But can the, fun can't, can't, the love.
0: But can a one-on-one be wholesome after you just had sex with four women? But you wait so the foursome was you and three women?
2: No, 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 no! no, It was five of us all together. Four women. Got it. So you had
0: sex with four women, then went and had sex with another one.
2: Yeah. Okay, she so was wait. You were supposed to be involved in everything, but she came late because she's the only one with a real job.
0: Nah, that happens, man. I understand. Wait, yeah. wait. Damage. No, you do not
2: understand. What jobs, Wait, wait what jobs do the other four women have? None. Um. One's a YouTube influencer another the other two strippers and then her homie i don't know what she do I, I, honestly i don't she had on valentino's slippers so she could have been just a ho um, entrepreneurs that's what they were yeah i mean <laughs>
0: yeah
2: yeah they yeah. were
0: made pay. entrepreneurs. Clearly, what he's showing you is he didn't care what the fuck they did. He didn't ask <laughs> what they did. So let's switch gears really quick, Um, because I know everybody at this point is just like, what the hell is Jason and Guap Dad talking about with the spicy fivesome? And everybody knows I've been trying to get closer to the Lord. So all my sexual shit, I'm going to just put it over to the side for another day. But um, no, I think one of the things is I'm just glad that I'm I'm at a- hey, church.
2: Point. church people are the nastiest niggas.
0: Oh, trust <laughs> me, trust me. When I, was, when, I was younger, when I was younger and I went to church and they said, okay, now it's time to get on your knees. I was like, hold on. <laughs> bad, joke. Bad, joke. Nah.
2: bad joke, bad
0: joke, bad joke, hey, bad joke, bad
2: joke. The, the first girl who who like sucked my toes and ate my ass was a uh, pastor daughter.
0: They be the ones.
2: Okay, so uh,
0: okay. okay before, we <laughs> trans- before we transition to a serious topic, since you brought that up. So we had we had an b artist on the show once who said not to ever say his name again. It was so low-key like a threat. Um anyway, Tank said that he had, had uh he had a had salad toss before. Why do you feel like more black men just aren't open about the things that they like? Why are they afraid?
2: Uh, I mean, cause the generations above me was, was so much more like overtly masculine and it was all about proving it. And me personally, I don't got nothing to prove. I like what I like. And if also it's also based if you, well, I don't want to go too deep in it, but it's also based on, uh, people looking at being gay as like a sign of weakness with that type of thing so niggas never wanted to even because that's the whole no homo thing you know what i'm saying like ah, right, right, no, no 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 homo. i'm tripping i'm tripping but like i don't give a fuck about none of that shit my pussy don't change it. if what's attached to that vagina she won't lick what she won't lick and a nigga like five of them gonna do it <laughs> wait so little b
0: you're you're friends with little b right Yes, isn't Little B damage? Please for the people that are of the two generations beyond him, like you just mentioned. (laughs) Little B is Little Base God. Am I right? Yeah, the OG from Oakland. Right now, didn't Little Base God? He had now. I think he trolls with the gay shit though. Is he gay or not gay? Is is it like a marketing thing? Because I never really understood that whole. I thought it was trolling, but then maybe I saw a tweet where I was like, okay, now.
2: Um, I think I think the crazy thing about Lil B is it don't even matter if he was gay or not. He always gonna be Lil B. He either way he gonna make the people that like our are, are using the word for saying he was gay and his fans the some of the I'm gay misstapes he <laughs> got all the slack. <laughs> so, Wait, well, he yeah, has a mixtape
0: called, I'm gay?
2: Yeah. Oh, Yeah, no, he got at someone say I, that I'm gay, a mixtape called, I'm gay. I don't know if he's actually gay or not. I don't think he is.
1: Like you said, I think he's challenging that, that mindset of, you know, like you said, being called gay or perceived to be gay yeah. as being weak. I think the same as with Tyler the Creator. I don't know if Tyler's gay or not, but I hear him do some features with some hardcore rappers and he throwing some questionable lines in there. That,
0: that nigga's gay. He, I wouldn't know, Jason. <laughs> He's dating Jaden Smith. Jaden said, that's my boyfriend. I don't care what them niggas say. That, they, that can can come back, they can come back now and say, oh, we were just trolling. Nah, y'all was sucking dick. That's what y'all were doing.
2: That's their business. But, but do you think the reason why I, I only speak on my own penis activities?
0: Yeah, I need, to, I need to follow that lead. All right, so let me ask you: uh, Do you think that in this generation, though, that hip hop is ready for an openly gay, real gay rapper, not just a troll gay rapper?
2: I think Lil Nas X is actually hella gay and openly so. If you look at his photo shoots, his whole booty cheeks almost be out. That's that's pretty gay. <laughs> I don't know how. how I don't think it, like any more naked male body than that and it's that's just like hbo porn
0: but do you think he do you think i mean he's had the one hit song yet do you think though that like we're ready for a gangster rapper who says he's gay
2: um probably not i mean maybe if it's just i they would have to come out that way though so the niggas would hear it be like man this shit slapped though because if it was somebody who was like a coming out the closet situation, it's just you know. too much of a catalog to be like, well, what about all of this? Right. I, I love these songs. I killed I kill my own. I kill my own enemies to your songs. Right? And he was talking about fucking bitches afterwards.
0: Right. Why
2: would you lie to me? You know what I'm saying? So it it, it would have to be a, it had to be a new nigga that just came out. It was just like, hey, I'm gay, but I'm also. I'm. I'm also, nigga, got the chopper on me. So what's 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 happening? Right,
0: you get chopped down either way you look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Enough jokes. All right, so uh, (laughs) so let me ask you because you know I I recently met Russ not too long ago. You guys had your thing on the internet where you guys were involved in a fight. Um, It it reminded me of the time. It reminded me of the time that Floyd fought Ortiz. And he punched him at the bell and everybody was like oh that cheated you cheated and floyd was like nah like the number one rule of boxing is always stay ready right like always be ready
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um where where are you guys at now
2: um for one i'm way more ready to uh take on a rapper and his entourage more so just take on a rapper entourage than i was at that point in time uh i still have absolutely no type of love, remorse, or forgiveness for us in any way. I wish, uh, I I wish a very painful death upon him and whoever loved him. Damn, damn. There's so no like, way
1: we can reconcile this situation at all.
2: No, for what we was never friends in the first place. He's in hip hop. I made a line about his presence in hip hop because it is an interesting case study. He looked at it as a diss, even though I had reached out to him and was like, yo, I just talked about it. This was the line. Um, it's not a diss. So I don't want you to take it that way. In the first interaction we had personally, he told me he wanted to talk. Next thing I know is 12 Africans trying to hit a nigga in the face. So I don't got nothing to say to him. We got a lot of friends that common, like Jid fucks with him. And he was trying to, like, do some mending of the situations because they had a, a, prior, a pre-existing relationship. And I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. I don't fuck with that nigga and never will.
1: Hmm. It would make you feel some type of way that you got somebody you're so close with, like Jed, that still keeps that relationship, being that you feel so strongly about how you feel about him.
2: No, because that's my business. And he, they knew they had their own thing. Before we even got together, that'd be petty of me to be like, hey, nah, you, you know, I don't fuck with that. He's not going out of his way to be like best friends with this man either. So it, it's just like they got a pre-existing work thing and they kind of cool in real life and that's fine because we, we, we in a type of occupation where business is always mixed with some personal shit whether you want it to be or not. And honestly, I would love my friends to be aligned with a white man that sell records anyway. That's a, are, that's a forever bag
0: are you so okay so because i'm like this peacemaker as much as people think i'm not um and, uh, and both of you are extremely talented you wouldn't want to piece it up and try to collaborate or are you like fuck it
2: no i don't care okay i mean I'm, 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 I, I really don't i want to i just want to i, I want to box that nigga. if you could set up anything Set up a celebrity boxing match. I'll fight him and then we get it out the way. Even if I lost, I'll still be happy. I don't think I will, though.
0: Okay, well, Russ, you heard it. Uh, I'm sure Floyd and the money team would love to do something, put something together. We i all get some money. I want my 10%. All right, so um, how did, um, who is Buddy? Who is this person?
2: Man, Buddy is actually one of my best friends in and outside of music. I met him a... Uh, in my first year living in L.A., and he's here with me uh, in Palm Springs. We just live life recording, making music. Uh, he was one of the first artists to ever put me on his on album, mm. like to give me a chance in the booth and really let me go in there and keep the idea on the song because it was hard, even though I didn't really have a name for myself in the industry yet. And Buddy was literally the first one. So ever since then, we, we've been rocking. He also is childish. He liked cartoons, Hennessy, and uh, Pretty Girls. So we get, we get along just fine.
1: You, you were talking about making a name for yourself. I don't know if this is right. Did, did Kaylani help you come up with your rap name?
2: Yeah. We uh, yeah, we had a brainstorming about. session. We I wanted to bring AIM back sidekicks and shit. So we uh, was trying to come up with a name name. And at the time I was calling myself um young guapo guap guap gracias, which is uh handsome money money thank you. And <laughs> I was I was just trying to figure out what my aim name was gonna be. I came up with uh she came up with guap dad four thousand uh, I added the four thousand because you needed a a a uh a number attached to the screen name and then I came up with Tsunami, Mommy, twenty-two, and that's what it was. That's fire. Okay, so so uh, you
0: know, I know your real name is Akeem. I thought this was maybe you know, I looked at your age and thought maybe you were named after um, you know Eddie Murphy in Coming to America.
2: Yes, that's exactly where my mama got my name from. Is it's is it really favorite movie? I'm not even playing. Yeah, I'm not even playing. I was named I'm after here. coming to America.
0: And I'm sitting there like, no way, Jason. No way. Listen, I looked at yeah. his name. As soon as I saw his name, I'm like, that nigga was named after that movie. Then I said, let me see his age. <laughs> then I saw his age. I was like, yep, she coming to America. It just,
2: it, it, yep. it that era. Yep. I was named after Prince Akeem.
0: So do you tell women like you have to clean my royal penis? I mean, that's what Akeem did in the movie.
2: Yeah, now all, all the time I didn't even did the flower petal thing at the crib because that's all the nigga uh, deserved to be walking on. So I just when I was growing my hair out, I only used the finest berries and fruits. <laughs> you already know. So do and you, you want to know some even crazier too? Buddy' real name is Simi. Wow. So we Akeem and Simi.
0: So y'all might as well go on and collaborate on a whole coming to, coming to America project. <laughs> OEP.
2: Hey, the play is there. We are the play is there. It's already the emotion, baby. <laughs> so Man. let me ask you,
0: so let me ask you a question. When you say that you don't like, you're like, what did you say about the industry? You're not, you're not there yet, or what did you say?
2: It just started to even like get gear for the climb that is like establishing yourself as somebody of importance, as somebody of talent, as somebody. That's hot. That's but when I was starting. I
0: mean, you've been collaborating with some pretty hot motherfuckers and you're getting the looks, right? So you've yeah. collaborated a lot with J. Cole. How did that relationship come about?
2: Man, I was leaving this nigga Drake New Year's party and uh and we, we all went to go eat after that. And Drake was like, Yeah, I ain't coming in. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go in anyway. And J. Cole was in there. I I, I first I wasn't gonna say nothing. And then they had, they asked about my pops, because my pops birthday on New Year's. So he was in LA, Fuck with me, and I took him to meet Drake and, like, do the, like, uh, the, the, look at your son flex, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and this nigga was slumped. He had two bottles of Patron. I think he stole another bottle of, like, some random shit, just had in his coat. So he just drinking all three of these bottles, and, and, and he was just, only he's limp. Like, it's time to go. And somebody in cold Camp said something, and then I looked up and I was, and Cole was right there sitting down. And I was like, Fuck it, I might as well introduce myself now. What's up? My name, my, I was about to say my name, and he cut me. I was like, Nah, you, uh, uh, Guap, Guap, that, what the thousand? And then his partner, and this is why I fuck with Cole to this day, because whoever was next to him was like, Oh, you, you the funny nigga. He was like, Nah. He rapped though. I just seen a freestyle that you post. I think G Easy liked it and it and it popped up on my shit. But you really rap. Take my number down. And he gave me his number. And I hit him. Like as soon as I left, I was like, Yo, Squad locked me in. And this nigga texted me back literally in like thirty seconds. Like, Oh man, you so hard, bro. Nice to meet you. Have a good night. Fuck with you. And then like a week later, I got an invite to the Dreamville sessions. Mm. And he flew me to Atlanta bought me a hotel room, housed me. They fed all of us, and we was in there rapping.
1: Is is that where you met up with Shmino and uh, J.I.D., or you knew them before, had a relationship before?
2: I I knew J.I.D. before uh, by way of the homie Ryan. my A good friend of mine, Fly Ride, had already been close with J.I.D. and a lot of the folks at the Dreamville camp. Mm-hmm. So I bet he was also one of the, the, the niggas whispering for me behind the scenes, like, nah, we fucking with Guap. Let's bring it to the thing yeah, uh he introduced me to boz and jig beforehand but i met smino at the camp it was funny because buddy hadn't met him either he was like we all like all the tight niggas was recording in the room two, two, two. and buddy was like yeah nah uh you, you just got here you late all the saucy niggas is rapping over here it's this nigga named smino he hella good so we gotta go compete with them come on and that's literally i walked in smino was rapping and that's how we met
1: no, that's fire and i'm glad everything came full circle like that you know you already had somebody you knew in the camp somebody j cole's right hand knew you already guap dad moves around i don't know if you remember you probably yeah. was at my birthday one time man i was like damn we got guap dad in the building little man where, at? where at? it was in the hills uh in, um in the valley in la it was around october last year probably two what? years ago who was i w- you probably who I knew the people from ghost they some songwriters I don't know. You came in with somebody. Yeah. 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 With,
0: no,
2: with my dog. He, didn't,
0: he didn't come to any of my shit. My shit was lit, so I don't know. Yeah, he came to my pajama party.
2: Yeah, bruh. I, this girl jacked me off in the bathroom there. See? By the door, in that bathroom by the door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, you can't just be randomly going to people's birthday parties and getting jacked off on now. I don't even know if jacked off on is even the right terminology.
2: It's definitely not. I was jacking off on her by way okay. of her own hand.
0: Well, let me go back. Let me go back and ask. So, J. Cole, how did you uh, meet Drake? We'll get back to the jacking off in a minute. How did you? Uh, how did you meet Jake and build a, uh, Drake? Jake Drake and build a relationship with him because I remember Drake before he was where you are right now. When he was trying to rap but he wasn't on. How did? How did? And he's not. A, he's a private person, so like he's not the easiest person to build a relationship with.
2: I seen Drake had followed me and liked a couple things. He even went so far as to comment on some shit. So I was like, damn, that's crazy. That's Drake. And me just being drunk in the studio, I shoot shots, man. Like I reach out to niggas, especially if I feel like we can make some type shit or we just might be friends. You know what I'm saying? Like If I fuck with a nigga, I'm, I'm going to say something show love. And I originally was going to hit him like, yo man keep up with the flavor and just do the thing and i didn't and one day i'm drunk in the studio and he posted some ovo chains and one of them was pink and pink and yellow my favorite colors, so i was like oh man that's hard and then we started talking about the chain and then i realized that i was talking to drake (laughs) and i was like oh okay and then there's a documentary on netflix called uh called wild country Mm. it's about this uh really bright indian dude who becomes like the leader of what they considered a cult and he started like a a type of rethinking revolution and had this big following and moved out to oregon and made his own city and drake was like i was watching that dude and realized that that's you you the baguan that's his name the baguan and i was like that's crazy nigga because i just had watched the documentary a couple days before and I feel like that I was that nigga cause he was, soft. he bounced out in the fur with the Chanel glasses and he could talk and 300,000 people would listen and get money from white people. So I didn't see no difference.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> how does it feel when you're validated by veterans like him and, um, and J. Cole?
2: I mean, honestly, being friends with Drake and him liking songs, telling me shit is hard, giving me advice rapping with J. Cole after that, literally leaving because it went Drake and J. Cole in terms of order. It, it was, um, I I still ain't, I ain't needed nobody approval since. So who are some of the other rappers that you want to um collaborate with or like, or artists in general? And if I could ever get Andre 3000 to realize how much he mean to everybody in my generation, I, I would love to have him resurface on some things um, Big Boy as well. I would love to work with anybody from Outkast. Uh I really like CeeLo. I would try to get something. I want to do something with Jeezy. I want to do something with Ross. I kind of really want to do something with everybody.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Pharrell. If if I could get some beats out, out of Pharrell or Chad or both, that'd be clean as fuck. Um, Cardi B is tight. I feel like we can make some crazy shit. I feel like me and Megan the Stallion will make probably the nastiest song ever. And I think that'd be pretty tight. Um who else do I really like? Man, everybody. I'm a nigga. I don't what's I, I don't harbor really no hate. I, I'm and I'm good at everything. So I'm just down to get in the studio with different people and try stuff, you know. What
0: about August Alsina? I mean he's in the news recently because he's Telling everybody he had sex with Jada Pinkett, pretty much.
2: Yeah, he wild. If he did get to touch uh <laughs> get to touch that, that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm I'm jealous. But also, I don't really look at Jada like that though, because I, I'm such a Will Smith fan. It's like Beyonce, I, I wouldn't fuck Beyonce because she's somebody wife. You know, like as soon as Kim married Kanye, I stopped looking at her as sexy right but, that, but
0: that's what well, that's what i liked about you when we had our first initial just a private call i feel like you know you're 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 lit you're in this generation of rap and music but you also seem to have like some level of respect and boundaries and i kind of feel like that's missing with a lot of people because like as you said we'll i mean jada is a whole wife she's a whole mother so i don't even understand as much as i love being in people's business i don't even understand dude for coming out and telling that private information.
2: Yeah, like it just feels mistimed. Mind you, I don't know him. Would I work with him? Yes, I feel like he's a super talented dude. And I know a little bit about his story just from like Twitter threads and shit. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the shit that's happened to him is damn near deserve a movie. Um, And he was tight, he had his moment like my brother, yeah, it's it's a typical light skinned nigga only listen to pure R and B and like Jack and shit. And before Jack Cuis, it was August Alcina. So I heard a lot of his songs. I obviously know a lot. I I'd work with him for sure. Um, I can't speak on why he would decide to come out and do somebody mama like that. But he, he made me feel that it that was something he wanted to get off his chest. I don't know. I that's his own decision as a man.
0: So have you had sex with any celebrities that we know?
2: Uh yeah, but I'm still fucking them, so I don't want to name drop. But <laughs> yeah, it's too early, Jason. It's, all right, it's cool. too early in my career yet. All right. When well, I when I be Quincy Jones, I'll give you the, the exclusive. <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> just just text them to me. Um, all right. So uh really quick switching gears. I think one of the things that um led me to really want to have this conversation because we've had uh, good talk all over the place today is just your passion for what's happening with uh, the the black lives matter movement and the response to the death of george floyd i know you've been active i've been on your instagram and have seen that even before george floyd you were active about it all um how did it how did that impact you and and what are you on now
2: man for me honestly i've been waiting on some shit like this because I'm from Oakland, bro. I'm from West Oakland. My grandma was dating and dealing with Huey P. Newton and the Black Panthers. Like, I come from a family of black radicals. I'm not for the peaceful protesting uh, in general. Like, anger this shit done. Really. Right. Uh, that's how all uprisings are completed, to mm-hmm. where they get the results they want when you fuck up the circulation or the system that white people use. So for me, just marching in the streets was never my thing. But when Oscar Grant died and niggas was trying to go fuck up City Hall, downtown Oakland, that's when I popped out. That's that's when I put on my all black and went to go uh allegedly do things. You know what I'm saying? So with this when this shit happened and I realized that it, it was other people who felt like me and was just so fed up with this shit. I, I remember I, I went to One Peaceful Walk and I came home and I cried because I, I, I was talking to myself, uh, monologuing with my mama in a room and I realized I'm 27 years old and for every year I've been here, police been killing niggas that look like me. There hasn't been a year off for my whole life on this planet that's the most depressing shit i ever heard i ever felt you know what i'm saying it was like it, it's i was born into it being a normal thing mm-hmm. it's all i came i was born after the nwa shit. it's like fuck the police has always been a thing this has always been a problem so the thing where i'm trying to pivot now is to inform myself so i know how to move after Moving in acts of rage, because I'm still for rioting and looting. Trust me, I I, I don't give a fuck what headline to put over that. I'm never going to take back those words, but it needs to be things after that. And I personally don't know how to navigate that space yet. I'm trying to inform myself to do so.
1: As a young black man, have you had that bad running with the police? Because I feel like we all have one story to tell. Have you had a a really bad mm-hmm. run with the police yourself?
2: Yeah, man, I'm talking about normal traffic stops. Niggas putting a shotgun to my stomach, calling me boy. I had my neck kneeled on, uh, thrown on the ground for no reason. I had a police officer pull me and my brothers off the bus. Hmm. And so off with the Oscar, and slam Oscar, us on the ground.
0: With Oscar Grant, did they ever lock up all those police officers? Because I don't I don't believe they did.
2: Man, uh he did some jail time. That but, not, was
0: it. but not all of the police officers, right? Because I think one of the conversations no. that people are having right now is it's sort of like if I'm in the car with you and they pull us over and and you know there's drugs in the car, we all go into jail. So what's the difference? Yeah. I feel like if you're a police officer and you're there while another police officer is using excessive force or kill somebody, you all should go to
2: jail. Accomplice can be in charge aiding and abetting. Uh, What's the other one? We we act like you didn't. Ignorance of the law is not an excuse to break you. So that's what the police would tell me. So if you even didn't know what your homie was doing was illegal, it still doesn't forgive that he did that shit in your company. Period. Them niggas need to be held accountable as well. So what, what message do you
0: want to say to some of your peers or some of the other you know, rappers in your generation in terms of their responsibility to use their platforms maybe similarly to the way you did in speaking out against um, social injustice?
2: I, I tell people like this, um, there's hella ways for you to inform and arm yourself with the knowledge to move forward. And it's hella ways for you to disrupt white people money. Just get on Google and buy black-owned shit. And then when this shit happens again, because on some re- if you really, on some real nigga shit, we can all tell the world opening back up and shutting down. Like, these phases are irregular and it's fucking with our attention span. As a generation, we already can't stay stuck to something that's fucking with our attention span to where the protest coverage is dying down. Niggas, in terms of the black populace in general, are now sort of being obscured to the fact that people are still protesting, there's still a problem. We didn't just protest for 20 days straight for it to go away. So I urge everybody to pay attention to what's going on in their cities. And spend your money with black people. Period. That's it. So
0: the new album and come
2: back outside when it's time to write.
0: That's it. <laughs> so the new album, uh, Platinum Falcon Platinum Falcon tapes, volume two. Uh, is that that's yeah. completed it's completed and out, or it's completed and coming out?
2: It's completed and coming out. I just dropped the first song off of it with a music video called Little Scammer That Could with Denzel Curry. It's a it's It's a tight ass video. It's probably one of my best ones. And I run over a police officer with a train.
0: Wow. Was that symbolic to the times or was that just something you had in mind from before everything started happening recently?
2: It's definitely symbolic to uh, what's going on. I I felt like I had to speak on something using my platform outside of like how serious i be and music, and I love to be whimsical, I love to be comedic, but I, I had to add something in there that would that just, I like to remind people on when shit came out, but subtly, because if you put a date on something, then like you get boxed into that era. But I want people like 10 years from now to watch it and be like, oh yeah, because this, we was rioting when this, these niggas shot this video. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. I want to get your opinion on yeah. something. Uh, Jason's friend Terry Cruz said. Um no, don't do that. He would say he don't want Black Lives Matter to turn into Black Lives Better. Do you feel like there could be any justification to make a statement like that?
2: No. I, I don't I don't care. Uh I, I never cared about what Terry Crews' opinion on stuff. I treat Terry Cruz like Lil Wayne. Like I don't care what he says. I was happy when he spoke out on uh, on his sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Because, I I know I've been ha, got homies in similar situations with women. I, nobody came to me about a, a one with a man like that. But like, it's sexual assault still happens to men. And I was happy that he spoke on that. But outside of that, I don't give a fuck what Terry Crews think about Black Lives Matter. I don't give a fuck what anybody think about Black Lives Matter if they not saying Black Lives Matter. Period. And it should just be—it should just be a blanket statement for me. So I tune it out. I actually really love Terry Crews and movies and respect his art, and I think he's a tight-ass person. But when it comes to, it's like the Dave Chappelle thing. I like—I don't actually care what ja Rule thinks unless he says something that helps.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Respectful.
2: All right, and so. And the statement that Terry Crews statement didn't help. So let me ask you, what about Kanye
0: West? I mean, he's pro-Trump. What do you think about people who are pro-Trump? I mean, do you, do you think like rappers should keep their politics separate so that way it doesn't get in the way of the art? Or do you feel like we should accept the art and the artist separate from who they are as a person?
2: Um, if For me, I'm a Kanye West fan. I'm a Kanye West stand. 2014, I tried to kill myself. I came home, cried with my uncle, rest in peace, who just died recently, and walked home, lay with my dog, and I listened to Kanye West. he didn't have, I didn't have more intimate moments with his music for my emotional development, at, at character as an adult uh, than any other artist ever. From how the type of clothes that I wear to uh, certain rhyme patterns that I would use in my own raps, you know what I'm saying? Like, even when I think about my videos, the the whole like ass thing of just being the weird nigga, the odd nigga out but the tight nigga out has always been something that I resonated with uh, so it was definitely a left field when he came out fucking with Trump and eat, and man I was just talking about this with some homies of mine, I don't want to say their names but Boy was my heart broke when that nigga put on that hat. Oh man, I almost om- I, I almost got brought to tears about it. And it was I was we was, I already felt like I was losing it. this the last this this the last time I put one of my idols in like on God mode though was this I haven't put another human on the pedestal like that since then, but I man, I was so hurt when he put on that hat. This it was like a slap in the face to all my niggas who, who know I was a Kanye fan and used to try to roast him or roast me for being weird. It was just like, yeah, that that was the perfect time for them to say, nah, this nigga, you ain't tripping. I told you, you niggas was weird. Because if they called Kanye weird, I feel like he was calling me weird. And then he did some not, it's not even weird shit. He just did some fuck ass shit by aligning himself with such a a, a beast, such a, of a, a criminal. A racist, a bigot, um, and possibly a pedophile, allegedly, probably, the nigga look like one. So, but do you think we should start? Do you think we should start
0: separating artists and in their art from who they are as a person, though, or, or it's just
2: no, 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 because there there are people who are great people and it's fuck it's talent don't got no eyes attached to it. I'm, I, 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 Jeffrey Dahmer probably could sketch beautifully. R. Kelly made some of the best songs I ever heard in my life. When I mean, you see how he was rocking, well, but we, we,
0: we're, but we I mean, I'm sure R. Kelly was using uh, water paint.
2: <laughs> That's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah, and Crayola. Let <laughs> to get attacked. Yeah, you Going see what I'm saying? Tech. Like that's why that's why you can't separate it because now i, I can't listen to those mute those songs and i would have never supported a nigga who was rocking like that right if i would have known like if it's cool for kanye west to say i'm a black conservative i got conservative on cheese auntie's name different different things in politics but one thing is for sure when you got a president who always Malinformed, mm-hmm. spreading misinformation, never doing a good job at um, what he's supposed to be doing, being racist is it's hella, it's shit with ICE in the detention centers. We got Mexican kids, of Latin, other kids of Latin descent in cages and foil blankets, and you gonna put on that hat, nigga. With that
1: being said, do you do you not you listen to Kanye? Me? You not listen to Kanye at all anymore?
2: Man, I tried, I listened to that his new shit last night. I, I tried to get into it, but it's always the the aftertaste.
1: Uh, you know what
2: I'm saying? Like, oh man, this was kind of dope. And then you think about it and it just it take, it ruins everything. Like I tried and I it's it's a it's a piece of me that I still won't yeah to be my nigga. I swear. It's gonna forever probably be that way. Like a toxic relationship.
0: <laughs> so you
2: want to get somebody's hands in the back of your head, you know what I'm saying? It just might not be it though.
0: So when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be?
2: Man, I just want I wanna do what Kanye did for me before he put on that hat for everybody. I, I feel like I represent a real specific demographic just in terms of where I come from. Being a, a Oakland creative, who able to make music with all these crazy artists outside the bay, I'm in the anime. I draw and paint. Like my vocabulary is extensive. I'm super smart, but I'm not a street nigga. I'm I'm a hood nigga, but I'm not a street nigga. I don't want to be. You, you know, I feel like it's millions of niggas like me out there, and I, I want to inspire them to do what I'm trying to do with my team.
1: So your project. That's on its way, Platinum Falcon, you know, before we end this interview, anything the fans can look out for? Any video releases, any visuals? I know COVID's got a lot of things locked down, but can we look forward to something?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm dropping a song every Friday, uh, Falcon Fridays, and then at the end of the five week, six week period, uh, that'll be compiled all into Platinum Falcon tape volume two. I'm, I might be calling it just Platinum Falcon Returns, though. Mm. But it would be volume two of the Platinum Falcon series, yeah. Okay. Um, and I got, I'm rapping on there. This time I'm, I'm really rapping. I'm talking about what's going on with, like, the shit slap because I'm tight. So I got I got the homie Deontay on there. We got Denzel Curry. I got one with Boogie that's crazy. Uh, I'm being real melodic and real musical. Like, you can still play a lot of this shit in the summertime. Did you put six that's, nine, that's nine what on the? Six nine on really the is six nine on the album? Uh no, uh I'm actually allergic to rap, fur I can't even be near it <laughs> without breaking out.
0: <laughs> I just wanted your answer. I just start
2: sneezing and everything. <laughs> I just wanted your
0: answer. I knew that he wasn't on the album. What do you think about rappers who are choosing to uh, collaborate with him? Do you think that that's? Do you think it's desperation? Do you think it's? What is it?
2: I thought it, uh, I I love Nicki Minaj. Uh, Pink Print is in my top 10 favorite rap albums of all time. I love Pink Print. I didn't like the song they did together. And I also didn't like the fact that she did a song with him. Um, and I didn't even listen to it. But as a titty man, I watched the video on mute so I could see what the fuss was about.
0: And I was wait, happy. That wait, she, that. but she's allegedly pregnant now and she's engaged so, or married. She's married. So you can't watch a married woman's titties
2: i mean i don't look up to her husband like i look up to all the other husbands of the married women okay. that was my main thing but like if and she ain't even married yet we don't know what this nigga gonna do <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right well listen um, definitely no gonna- i wish
2: i wish her the best success with uh with her baby and Childbirth and, and marriage, but uh, she put them titties on out there for a nigga to look at. why she's not none of that yet, so that's definitely what I wanted to go do. I would never have done a song with 690. And I just read an article that that song had set the record for the biggest drop on Billboard after being number one. Yeah, there's never been a song that tanked farther or faster from number one after being number one since that one. And I think that's very telling of the mood
0: he said he's allergic to rat fur i, I can't like, remember where fur. did you even think of that <laughs>
2: okay so look uh um, because i am soon as soon as it come around i just start itching and sh- like mm-mm. my brother allergic to it too but his allergic reaction is letting the chopper spray so let's hope that that don't happen
0: <laughs> yeah let's leave all the chopping let's leave all the chopping alone let me tell you something i remember when i started hollywood unlocked and We're having a lot of conversations like, what genre do you want to follow? Like, do you want to follow pop? Do you want to follow hip-hop? I said, man, listen, I don't smoke weed. I don't like studios. And I'm definitely not trying to get spray with nobody's chopper. So I'm going to (laughs) stick over here with the pop shit and the R&B, you know? But, you know, I like a bad boy, so sometimes I'll dip in the lane. But once they start talking about pulling out choppers, I'm out. I ain't got time for that.
2: Yeah." I like I like to generally keep the choppers out of my hands, but you can't help but be uh, in the vicinity of such when you are from Oakland show. Facts. All right. Well, listen, um, stay connected.
0: And let's definitely we're going to keep following you. We follow, you now on the gram. So we see when you go live. I Follow y'all back. We see we see when you go live after a pint of Hennessy or a fifth. I don't know what you're drinking, but that shit was funny. And and I love your personality, man. Just stay positive and, and and you know keep doing your thing. A lot of a lot of people, respectable people in the game, fuck with you. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that people just grow with you. And I remember seeing Drake on MySpace, and then now look at Drake. So like you know, yeah. people who work hard and got talented. The only thing that takes you from where we may be and where Drake is is time. You know,
2: period. And I got a lot of that.
0: Well, good. All right. Well, we're here for you, brother. Just keep in touch.
2: Man, I fuck with y'all, man. Thank y'all so much. Keep killing,
0: bro. Cool. We're out. Peace. What up, YouTube? Thank you for watching this reckless show.
2: Yeah, and hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to hit the notification bell. And
1: also, don't forget to share and leave a comment because we are reading.